0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the Diversity in Tech Leaders podcast with me Jess Sutcliffe here at Coltech. I, as you may know already if you've tuned into the previous sessions, I am running this podcast for a number of reasons really. One of the main end results, hopefully getting more minorities within into the field of tech, but that's FinTech and tech whatever the tech is, you name it. I am hoping to increase diversity representation, provide examples of good role models that have managed to get to successful places as well. So I'm speaking to a number of people who our listeners want to hear from, one of whom is Rodney Williams, who has so kindly joined us here today. How are you today, Rodney?
1: I'm well. It's such a pleasure to be
0: here. Thank you very much again for joining. Um, Rodney is actually a co-founder of Listener and Solo Fund, so he has great wealth of experience within the tech industry. I'll give you a little chance to introduce yourself. I'm sure you can do it far better than I can, so the floor is yours.
1: Hello everyone, I'm Rodney Williams, co-founder at Solo, as well as co-founder at Listener. Solo is a marketplace Capital marketplace that allows consumers to lend and borrow from each other and listener, which was my first venture in financial services as well. It is a technology used to make mobile payments safer. So really excited today to tell you a little bit more about, about solo and and some of the things that I've learned in entrepreneurship, looking forward to the questions.
0: Absolutely. So I guess we'll get straight in there then. How was Solo Funds founded and what is the most exciting thing that you're doing at the moment over at Solo?
1: Definitely. So it was founded alongside my co-founder, Travis Holloway. He's the CEO. We've been best friends for a very long time. When he was an advisor at Northwestern Mutual and I was a startup founder at Listener, we we're having these shared experiences of our friends and family needing access to emergency loans for emergencies like unplanned expenses. And when we, you know, reviewed the market, we number one found out this was a much bigger problem. And number two, no one had really created a true solution that provided access. And we believed that we could do it with a marketplace. That was the premise for Solo. And and that's kind of, you know, some of the things that brought solo to life.
0: Amazing, and the second part, in terms of the most exciting things that you're doing there at the moment.
1: Yeah, you know, I think the most exciting things that we're doing at the moment is honestly being able to make an impact to to underrepresented communities. You know, that's the most exciting part of waking up every day and and knowing that we've we've kept a light bill or a light electric bill on, or you know, we've. We've stopped someone from potentially, you know, utilizing a a negative alternative to to access the capital. That's the things that we're probably most excited about.
0: I think, you know, it's an absolutely fantastic idea for a business. And I think I, I went and had a little look on the website earlier today. And my favorite quote was when life happens. I think probably the majority of people listening to this podcast right now have all been in situations whether it's your car breaking down or, you know, like you said, you need money for electric and it's towards the end of the month or the boiler might have broken and you've got to fork out another few hundred pounds that or dollars that you don't necessarily have. And I think it's it's great what you're doing over there. So I, I imagine a lot of people have thanked you. So in terms of the future, where do you see solo going over the next few years and how are you looking to expand?
1: Yeah you know I think the the first is uh, an announcement that we're making where number one we're becoming a B Corp and a benefit corporation which is basically our alignment and commitment to making a social impact and I think the second piece of where we're going is today we're doing it based on you know, providing access to capital, we plan on doing it a number of different ways. We really want to be a full end-to-end financial service company for this community that we built. And, and then we're going to go
0: global with it. <laughs> wow, absolutely. No, it sounds great. And you've obviously got a plan over the next couple of years there. I imagine that you're going to be very busy because obviously I actually came across your name on a one to watch page, obviously. And I think you always like to be challenged by the sounds of it. And I think this is an absolutely amazing organization helping people with their finances, not only, you know, on the lending side of things and sort of as, as a lending platform, but more to benefit them in the long run and how to manage financial circumstances etc definitely you know like you said helping the communities the main thing i think we're all here to be able to do something like that so obviously this is diversity in tech podcast in terms of the team that you've built so far at solo or that you're looking to build why do you think it's important to build diverse workforces
1: yeah you know i think the, the number one most important aspect of building a diverse Workforce. I think it's really about your workforce should resemble the consumer market that you serve. You know, and I I really believe that companies that serve more diverse market segments, that it's extremely important that their team and their workforce resembles their consumers. I think we've done too much of the opposite in our society. We're definitely an example of that, for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's beautifully put, the way you worded that as well, to resemble the people that you are helping. I think that's always beneficial and gives you a lot more credibility and authenticity when you are selling your services, essentially, to these people that are hoping to get financial benefits as well. A question that leads nicely on from that as well, then, is how have you navigated the hiring process, taking into account diversity and inclusion?
1: I always say at really, really diverse companies, there probably isn't a diverse initiative because to, for some reason it, it becomes naturally diverse. But I think the secret sauce there is I think that where diversity needs to start is within your hiring organization. You know, that tends to be the organization that creates the funnel of your workforce. And it's super important that that organization does not have bias. It's super important for that organization to understand what diversity means. Well before there's ever a diversity initiative, per se, right? And I think that's always been our stance. Within our hiring organization, we try to make it as diverse as possible there. And that diversity will ultimately look at talent with a different bias.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in terms, because obviously... We here are a staffing business and we do like to find out ways that we can become more inclusive within our processes, whether that's anonymizing resumes when we send them to over to our customers. I think it's a stupid percentage like if you've got sort of a white name to say you have to apply for jobs like sixty times less than somebody who's got sort of a minority name that's not as well heard of, whether that's through, I've got no idea. But the main point is people who are from minority backgrounds do have a harder time getting through the recruitment process. And I think that's one of the main reasons that I wanted to start this and to put a main focus on this just to hopefully bridge that gap eventually between the customer and the candidates. Like you said, I think it's super important and then biases are removed before they even get a chance to get into the process, really. Obviously, there'll probably be leaders watching this, whether that's CEOs, CTOs, directors of engineering. How would you describe your leadership style? And obviously, if there's any advice you could give to leaders or people who are hoping to become leaders, what would that be?
1: Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing is my leadership style has actually changed as I've grown and changed dependent on what I felt the company needs at that particular moment in time. And I think that's what I would actually try to communicate to anyone that wants to be a leader is that you should you know learn what would be the best style to get the best outcome for the company. I think that's really, really important. I think the second thing is something that one of my early managers told me was that the moment you can do my job, I'm gonna let you. And what I'm ultimately talking about is that I think leadership is about creating other leaders. It's about building, an organization where everyone feels that they can become a leader, they should be a leader, or they should practice leading. And I think those are two core things to, to my style.
0: I've actually never heard leadership being worded that way, but thinking about it is such a good way to be. I think in terms of what I've always found through people managing me, or if I've ever been training people, etc., you know, Everybody's so different. Everybody needs a different management style, leadership style to be able to be there best selves at work be the most productive so everybody's a leader in their own way but to give them advice and encouragement into becoming their own leader essentially you'll get the best out of them which obviously when you're running a company you definitely want to do in terms of whether it's from your experience or people you know that you've worked with that you've heard from their experience what advice would you give to somebody from a minority background that is looking to break into the fintech industry
1: one of the biggest things I think about being an entrepreneur is being okay with what you know. And I think it's okay to be really good at that. And I think if you're a founder and you want to break into financial services, it's okay to really focus on what you know. And maybe it's focusing on the problem. Maybe it's focusing on the solution. Maybe it's focusing on the market that you're yeah. going to serve. What I'm ultimately getting at is that I've always had co-founders, but my co-founders tend to be really good at things that I don't know and to be really good at the things that I'm still working on. And together we can do something pretty incredible. And that's my message to minority founders. It's okay not to know everything. It's okay. But as you are developing your idea, if you're wanting to get into financial services and you're, and you're, and you're toying with something, the first thing that you should do as a, as a founder is to attract the team, you know, be that leader, be that person that inspires. And collectively, uh, try to bring something to market.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's such a good mindset to have. I'm definitely one for being really hard on myself for not knowing everything that I need to know for a certain subject that I'm working on, or job that I'm working on, or whatever the scenario is. And I get really annoyed at myself. But at the end of the day, we're all human, and we need to know our strengths, our weaknesses. We can work on our weaknesses. I think if you've got a playing field where you know exactly what you're strengths are you're in the best position to be able to improve on that and like you said working with people who have different strengths to you you'll learn so much in that process as well but yeah I mean it sounds like you've got a lot going on at Solo again and congratulations on the announcement it's definitely a good company to be a part of by the sounds of it with a lot of exciting things coming up so again thank you so much for joining us today Rodney like I said it's been a pleasure speaking you know if there's anyone listening to this potentially would be interested in finding out a little bit more I'll pop some links to the website of Solo you can have a look at hopefully it can help a few people tell a friend to tell a friend and hopefully you know Rodney all the best in your future endeavors and we're definitely excited here at Cold Tech to see what you've got coming up in the next few years
1: Awesome, thank you so much. And really appreciate you taking the time to learn more about myself and solo and and listeners. So
0: thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Rodney.